Hello, hello, this is Malika. Hey guys, this is Brandon. And welcome to Private, Private Story, Story, a podcast all about friendship, experiences, and the drama. Good morning, Private Storyers. Good morning, Miss Malika. It is seven o'clock. <laughs> Malika said, time change who? <laughs> It's good morning to me, but it's actually 7 p.m. <laughs> oh my god, it's been a week since I've seen you, bitch. How does it feel? That has an entire seven days. Yeah, it feels good to have my bed back. Not gonna lie. Um, mm-hmm. but I honestly, like when you left, I was like, oh shit, like damn, Malika's really not here. And I was like, in the arms of an angel. <laughs> I literally got home and I was like, oh, I miss Brandon, Tommy, and Armand. <laughs> like, oh, that ass. That's a, well, come back. You have hella friends here now. Let me take a break. I also told my parents that I came to Seattle and they were like, dead ass. <laughs> Did they not know I was in Seattle when they called you? They thought you visited me. They were like, oh, is he with you? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Backstory for all the private story listeners I was trying to surprise my parents for Persian New Year because they've been like eating my head off about like coming or like traveling everywhere but home so I didn't want to tell them that I was in Seattle because I didn't want them to want to get get mad that I wasn't home but wait so how did that go like was your dad your parents didn't know at all no not at all I I think I told my dad that I was coming to Seattle like a few months ago when I first purchased the ticket but like I had not let them know that I'm coming like now yeah no. So they also didn't know you were coming home this weekend either? No, they were fully surprised. <laughs> That's so cute. You're like, hey, I'm home. What if you walked in on some shit? They're like having a house party or something. You're like, um. <laughs> Luckily, my brother was here. So I was able to like kind of give him a heads up and like okay. tell him to get like, he wasn't even home when I came to surprise him. Oh, okay. Like, okay, nice. But yeah, anyway. I was wanting to sneak in my room and like, (laughs) but it's okay. (laughs) It's literally also so funny because I came to my room and my room is a mess because my brother's been like living in here for some reason. Wait, was your room like bigger or better or something? He just likes my chair. Like he likes my desk chair and he'll literally just come and hang out in my room when I'm not here. And I'm like, that's fucking weird. Get out of my fucking room. You're like, that's weird. You go in this drawer, you're going to see something you don't want to (laughs) see. I took all my belongings. Yeah. I'm dead. There will be no cuffs found at your... No cuffs in the Mary Gary house. <laughs> I'm so dead. Okay, so let's get into the thick of it. What is this episode? Who, what, why, where? So this episode I'm actually really excited about because we are going to talk about immigration, immigrant parents growing up in like super ethnic households. And you're going to get to get to know me and Brandon on a whole nother level more about our nationality and our ethnicities and yeah and how different it is honestly like growing up in america with foreign yes sir yes ma'am because we're international we're international girls (laughs) (laughs) all right let's get into it okay get into it okay malika let's start with you where are your parents from Mm -hmm. when did they come here what's their story why did they come here Yes. Okay. So I know I touched a little bit upon it, like in the sneaky link episode of like kind of how my parents met, but more so with like 
So my parents are both from Iran, Yazd, Iran to be exact. Um, they, you know, grew up there. My mom's, well, both my parents' entire family lived there. Um, and my dad moved here when he was like in his 20s, I want to say, um, for school. So my dad, I think he, um, I think he was part of the Iranian army because I think in the past, like all, all the guys in Iran had to serve a certain amount of time. So my dad did that. And then when he got back, that's when he started to go to school and then decided to come to America. I think he got like, I want to say like the lottery. I'm not sure. It was, it, it was an insane way how he got here. I literally don't remember it, but he got super lucky, got to America to study and, yeah, my mom, though, on the other hand, she was in Iran, like, most of her life. She didn't move to America until she was, like, probably 26, 27, um, and that was when my dad, like, obviously asked her hand in marriage, and yeah, that's when they moved, and they've been here ever since. Um, I didn't have family in America for the longest time. I think it was until I turned... 15 or something my my cousin moved here for uh for her schooling and like while she was 18 and um she was here she was the only family I had in America for a few years until recently like last year my aunt and uncle moved here so her parents moved here to get their visa or their like citizenship and then my mom's side cousin just moved to Ohio to study for school she's two years younger than me so I have a few family members here, no one else. They're coming slowly but surely. <laughs> but like overall, my grandma, all my aunts, all my uncles, literally 90% of my cousins all live in Iran right now. So it's a little tough because I want to be around family, of course, but uh, it's just not the case. <laughs> Wait, like um, um, holidays, like Thanksgiving and like Christmas and stuff like like typical family holidays when you were growing up, was it just your immediate family, like your mom, your dad, and your brother and you? Um, so the Persian community in Sacramento is really strong. And so so are they, I think, everywhere. Like LA is probably the biggest one. But um, you'll find other Persians in different towns. So we, ha I grew up with like a Persian community, practically. That's kind of how I met my Persian girls. So Kimia, Daria, Sarah, Nusheen, Ariana grew up with those girls their families also like they they kind of like have the, a similar lifestyle to me where their entire family lives in Iran so oh wow okay yeah, all of us relate in the sense that like we only have maybe a few people that we from our immediate family that live here but like not like any other person like all I would say like a lot of white people like a lot of like Americans um, that were born and raised here probably have like 90% of their family here but it's just not the case for us um so we're all really like first gen oh wow so that's good that like everyone has kids around the same age too because like oh I feel like all the people in the Persian community that are your age are like really close in your age so like you either are the same exact year or like close enough to be like hanging out and stuff so that's fun Oddly enough, I don't know how that worked out. Don't know if the parents all planned that shit because they all met. Like, <laughs> they didn't know. They, the only person my mom knew when she was pregnant with me was Nusheen's mom. And then everyone else we kind of just met. So I'm assuming they probably like became friends because they had similar aged kids and they were Persian. So oh, that's smart. my assumption, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Wow. Wait, so were you born in Sacramento area? 
Yeah, I was born in a hospital in Elk Grove and lived in Elk Grove in a few for a few years, and then we moved to Folsom and have been here since. Oh, dead ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know that. Weren't you from I, Elk Grove too? No, I'm from um, San Jose. Oh my I god. I was born in San Jose, but then San Jose was a little expensive, <laughs> so we came down here. <laughs> what about you? Tell us your life story. Okay. Yeah. So. I, I feel like I side with both sides because my mom is fully American and then my dad is an immigrant. My dad immigrated from Jamaica in the 90s. And his immigration was a little bit different because he actually had a brother that lived in the States. So I'm not sure how exactly it worked, but if you know someone here, I think it's a little bit easier to get to the States. I think it's, you like have that connection. So it's a little bit easier to get to the States. So my dad was like, okay, like I'll come. And of course, coming from Jamaica, like Jamaica isn't necessarily the best economically. So they're a little bit like the people are typically a little bit poorer, like the Jamaican people. So whenever people come to America, they're always like, I want to live the American dream. Like, I want to like do this, be like, have all this money and stuff. So like, that's why a lot of Jamaicans specifically come over to like chase a dream and to like make money and like be better than they could be in Jamaica. So my dad immigrated in the 90s. He had his fun, met my mom. They had me in San Jose. And then we moved to Sacramento, Folsom to be specific. And yeah, I've just been chilling ever since. Um, I don't think that um, we have that same sense of community in the sense that like all the Jamaicans are friends. But I also think that so much of my dad's family is in the States now that they like, everyone like in our, like the Jamaican community now is our family basically. Cause my dad's been here for like, I wanna say like 30 years now. So all of his brothers for the most part are either up here. I think he has two siblings that are still in Jamaica and the rest are in like California, Florida, New York. So they're like all spread, spread out. And then also my dad is the youngest so like he has seven other brothers and sisters that are like having kids and shit so i have hella like cousins um hella like second third cousins that i've like literally never met because my dad's the youngest which also makes me one of the younger cousins <laughs> so i have like cousins that are like 40 and 50 and then i also have like cousins that are like 20 30 so i feel like it's a wide spectrum i always tell people this but i most likely have cousins in every state so, so like i'm like okay like Oh, we're good. Like we're definitely spread out. But then on my mom's side, my mom's American. Um, she was born in St. Louis, Missouri. And, um, my grandma brought my mom and my aunt to California. And then they were raised here in Bay Area, San Francisco area, San Francisco and San Jose. And then yeah, they grew up in California, lived it, loved it. I keep I always say lived instead of loved. <laughs> on like on messaging sometimes live Wait, what i like accidentally type live instead of love like all the time and i just you. <laughs> you um wait so brennan so your your mom that was born in america she only has one other sister and your dad one, one, one other full sister so my aunt is her only full sister but we there's like four other like half siblings that have trickled into the uh -huh. family drama. <laughs> and your dad has like a bunch of siblings, huh? Yeah, so my dad has um, seven siblings. There's eight total of them. Dude. 
and then my mom has a sister and I'm an only child. <laughs> so. That's so funny. Well, that's like the case with my family too. My mom has six siblings, so she's one of seven. And I think my dad also has like six or seven siblings. And I like, think that's an immigrant thing. Like literally, what is that? Because once you come to America, three kids max, like, you know when, what? I mean? When I went to Jamaica, my dad's, my dad's brothers and like cousins and stuff were roasting him. They're like, oh, how do you only have one son? Like you need, like one is too little, like you need more kids. Yeah. Well, I wonder if that's like an Im- immigrant mindset. Like, is it because they want more family or is it? Like- I, just, I go back and forth. Cause I think it is the mindset, but then I'm also like, okay. So like typically immigrants in their respective country don't have as much money and kids are a lot of money. So why are they like, why do they want more kids? But then I'm like, also maybe the kids like can take care of stuff. But then I'm like, how? Cause they, I don't know. <laughs> and that's honestly a question that I've had for a long time because I also have like, okay, this might be like, not, this might not be correct. This is just an observation that I've made, but people who are lower income, even in America have more kids, have a lot of kids versus people who are more affluent and like have a lot of money to spend. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I think it goes into talk about, I think it has something to do with like, obviously disparities, because like, obviously, lower income people can't necessarily like afford education and stuff like that. So they're not necessarily as educated in like, sexual aspects and sexual health. So they may not necessarily like, think to go get a condom or think to be on birth control. And I also think that like, people who like go to school and stuff, there's other stuff on their mind, whereas like people who are maybe not don't have as much money as whatever they have like more opportunities to like do the deed and like mm-hmm. honestly and get pregnant that would make a lot of motherfucking sense it's just like a thought that i kept having i'm like why is it the people that can't afford to have kids don't have kids but the people that genuinely cannot afford to even like support themselves have like the most kids yeah very interesting um I guess our next question, let me see what we have here. Um, why our parents moved here. We kind of touched on that. Did you touch on why your parents moved, why your dad moved here? Your like brother, his brother? Okay, yeah, so my dad, um, my dad definitely moved here for a better opportunity. Mm-hmm. I think he had one brother here when he moved here and he moved to get a job. And then my dad started working at some company and then he went to school for a little bit and then started working at Honeywell, which at the time was like a really big um, HVAC company. I don't know if it's Honeywell is still like a big HVAC. My dad literally works for HVAC. <laughs> not all the not all the immigrant dads work here. Heating and air. <laughs> um, that's so funny. So my wait, when your dad got here, okay, like I want to know because my dad, he obviously is like, he's like the typical like immigrant dad where he's like I came here with one dollar in my pocket and I made it work and like that genuinely is what happened like he came with like literally like maybe a hundred bucks to his name not sure and he has like the craziest stories of like how he made money and like all the people he met and like how he went from literally like being uh studying like mechanical engineering to then like starting his own business in like HVAC like the randomest like, <laughs> dad needs a book right like an engineer to like a full business owner so it's just like complete 180 and obviously built the ground up so I was just wondering like what like what was your dad's uh whole thing when he got here 
does he have those stories for you? Like, does he like say, I came here with one cent? So I think my dad took a little bit different of a route because my dad, like I mentioned, was the baby of the family. So I think when he got here, he for sure lived with his brother for a little bit. And I haven't heard this exact story because like everyone tries to beat around the bush because they like don't want me to know. But I think my dad used to be a rowdy <laughs> 20 something year old. And I want to know it so bad, but no, like I have asked everyone and no one has ever told me. <laughs> Cause like I'll hear random stories. Like my cousin will be like, hey, remember when you got in that fight? And my dad will be like, shh. And I'm like, can I know? Can I know? Like, I need to know the tea. Yeah, I definitely think my dad used to be like rowdy, but I also have yet to hear that story. Cause like now I've only met him as my dad. So I've never seen him like out and stuff. So like, I think he definitely, when he came here, he he had very little money, but it wasn't the situation where your dad were like, because I feel like your dad came here and he didn't know anyone. Like the money he didn't have, like he was just like YOLO. My When my dad came here, he came to like a financially stable. Oh, well, so I, I left out a crucial detail in my story. My dad's brother was also here. Oh, so, that's okay. Yeah, so my, but they were both students. Like my dad's brother wasn't like, uh established here whereas your your dad's brother had his own life here my dad's brother they both came in as students and I think my dad's brother helped him get his like visa and stuff but I'm like not quite I literally don't know that I don't know if it was lottery I don't know if it was my dad's brother that helped him but I do know at one point my dad's brother ended up leaving and going back home because I don't know why honestly I should probably wait question okay so when like you come to you the states to get a degree and then go back is that like oh damn like you're hella smart like you can get any job you want or is that like oh you didn't get a degree in our country like um i'm actually not fully sure because my so my dad's brother did end up going back to iran i don't remember the reason why but it was a pretty serious reason and he ended up staying in iran and teaching so he started like just teaching and being a professor at a university university um whereas my dad I don't think he like I think it was one of those things where it's like if you go back to Iran you stay in Iran and my dad couldn't like he was like I have to stay here and like create a life here um and my that's exactly what happened my uncle didn't return until his daughter came and lived with us which is that one cousin that I said in the beginning that moved here so he's now finally back after like 20, 30 years. Um, and he's not even a citizen. So um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I know in Iran, like I think if you get a degree in Iran, you can't, it doesn't translate here because, oh, you know what? My mom, when she moved here for like my dad and stuff, all the, sh- everything she studied went out the door when she came to America. So Wait, she- Wait, yeah, What did she study? She, um, I want to say she did like bio or some bullshit. I wish I could like. Yeah, so she did something like actually like. Dude, she, like did, she did so many different things. Like she, I know she did beauty at one point. I know she like actually had a degree in something at one point and like was a volleyball teacher at one. I don't even know this. I'm so dead. <laughs> immigrant parents pull out stories out of their ass and like. Oh, dead ass. Dead ass. Literally doing one task, and my mom's like, I remember when I did that for a living. I'm like, When? When did you? You're like, What? You're like, I thought you were. And that is why, guys, I'm so confused on my parents' dynamic because I genuinely don't. I, first of all, 
it took them years to even spill any tea about their previous life. Like me and my brother had to pull teeth with them. And like still to this day, like the stories are not adding up. So I cannot even like- I feel like immigrant parents are like in that weird stage where like, you don't know if they're like exaggerating or if it actually is the truth. Cause some of it is the truth. But then on the other hand, they're like maybe exaggerating. Cause like some, and it's always at the randomest times. Like you're like getting a car or something. And you're like, yeah. Your parents are like, yeah. I remember when I had to fight in a war to get my car. You're like, what? like fight some wolves in the middle of the street you're like whoa 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 can we maybe unpack that a little bit (laughs) anyway so what do you want for dinner like hello (laughs) immigrant parents are just like a different breed but it's honestly really funny like (laughs) keeping up with them keeping Um, up with immigrants (laughs) so oh also like so back to my mom like I don't know what her dealio was and what degree should I literally call her right now and uh, maybe text or email <laughs> not email put her on FaceTime. bring her on she's gonna be our first I know I said let me call my mother really quick one sec I'll put it on speaker giving some watch her not even answer and she's downstairs wait is she yes I'm just too lazy to walk downstairs right now have you been getting rid Dead ass. So we're not getting the end of that story, guys. Sorry to break it to you. But... <laughs> That's going to be unpacked next week. Yeah, but with my mom, I just... Like, watching her move to America and, like, build her life was really sad because, like... So my dad, as you guys know, came, had his brother, worked his ground up, went, studied here, whatever, right? My mom, on the other hand, moved when she was 27, moved and got married, had a kid almost within two years. And then when she had a kid, it's like, okay, now you have to go work. What do you do? Like, she didn't know how to speak English. She literally, like, there's like so many funny stories she has. Like one day, here's one funny story. One day she was like really angry at me and my brother for some reason. And she fucking called the police in the car. She called the police and she was like, I'm angry, like da 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 da. And the cops were like, you're hangry? You're what? You're hangry? She's like, no, I'm not hangry. I'm angry. And I'm the- so dead. <laughs> that we live by to this day because it's literally the funniest shit in the world. Like she's like, Really why did she call the cops because i don't think she knew any better she was like mad at me and my brother and she's like i don't know what to do so i'm gonna call the cops <laughs> I was... the cops are like ma'am <laughs> they're like ma'am go feed yourself she's like no i'm angry like so she thinks it's like a mental health hotline she's like i need someone to talk to they're like ma'am <laughs> so she has just like crazy ass shit like this she has crazy stories like that but i just always feel feel more for my mom because like she kind of like got sucked into the American lifestyle and like thought she was going to be a stay-at-home mom but then the question did she want to leave like was she like oh yeah take me away dude I like from Iran I think she loved her life in Iran I think she just moved because my dad was like remember hey little mama I have this here and then he brings her here and then she was like oh anyways so And she like wants. Mom's to- like, are you new here? Your dad's like, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's been through so much, and like, she's. I'm very proud of her because she literally like, she like practically taught herself how to speak English, and like now she works for the school, and she's been working for the school for hella long. So she because we worked at the school when we went there, right? Yeah. 
she's been working at our elementary school since literally me and Brandon were at that school. That's crazy. Does yeah. she ever get attached to the kids or anything? Yeah, she does. She's like so good with kids, obviously. But like, did I fucking tell you this bitch tried to adopt a kid like last year? I'm dead. She was like, I'm lonely. Can I adopt a kid? I said, mom, get a pet, please. <laughs> Your mom, we need a dog. You like start? Can we start in somewhere like a neutral zone, please? Mother, not having another child. Also, can we like? Can I deal with the trauma of my childhood first? <laughs> You're like, no. Let's talk about. Let's unpack childhood trauma. But yeah, overall, I think that's like. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like with your mom, so was. So how was the dynamic in your household since like your mom was born and raised in America and your dad wasn't? How did they meet? <laughs> like what? So they met at, they actually have the cutest story. They met at a Jamaican, like, I don't know if it was a Jamaican club or a Jamaican reggae show or like, it was some like outing that they met at. And my mom always says that like, she was really attracted to my dad because he wouldn't stop talking about his family. Um, and that's like, that like really, I don't wanna say turned on cause that's like not the right word, but like my mom was really like, happy about that I guess she was just like oh like he's a family guy like I really like that and then so they met at a club in Oakland I believe but it turns out they both lived in San Jose like a couple streets down oh what the fuck from each other yeah and then so they started hanging out started dating and I think not too long maybe like a year they had me <laughs> and I'm like hey <laughs> so yeah yeah. And I think the dynamic was always pretty good. I think my dad was always more of a lenient parent than my mom. My mom was always like, crack the whip down, like, like you got to do it. And my my dad was like, oh, like, whatever. Like, if he if he does it, he does it. If he doesn't, oh, well, you know, type of thing. Yeah. Because my mom was always the one, like, getting on my ass about, like, education. Because mm -hmm. she always wanted me to, like, do good in school, of course. But my dad, like, could... I don't want to say he could care less. It just wasn't that serious. As long as I was passing, it was good. But like my mom was always like, no, you need to like A's and everything like, or leave, you know? Yeah. Damn. And then so what, like, I mean, I guess like was, I mean, I feel like that dynamic, isn't that dynamic really like pretty normal within families? Like there's always one parent who's like more lenient than the other. Like, yeah culture ever did the culture ever shock your mom or like was it totally fine no my mom was always super interested in Jamaican culture she like loved it and then also my dad is a really good cook mm -hmm. so my dad would always make us these like extravagant Jamaican meals and like throw down and we would just be grubbing um yeah they were really good and my mom was always like because my dad like my dad's mom taught him how to cook clean and stuff so like basically how to take care of himself so my mom was like yeah your dad was always like really clean like I never have to take care of him like he like oh he cooked like it was not she like that she's never said that side of the relationship was an issue she was like I was the best part because <laughs> like they like his my dad's mom was really strict on them about learning how to like take care of themselves and like just do stuff so like as a result my dad like is pretty oh generally clean and like can throw down in the kitchen and like can take care of himself he's not one of those guys that's like um how do you use like a broom and like how do you mop like mm -hmm. he, like mm -hmm. how to do that damn that's yeah. good to know and then never mind <laughs>
Were you gonna roast me, Miss Malika? <laughs> not. I did not get that gene. The cooking gene did not get passed down. <laughs> no, it did. That gene did get passed down. Not the cooking one. Well, cooking. The cooking ones may have skipped the beat. <laughs> no, the cleaning one. You're very OCD. That's different. I think the cleaning one, yeah, for sure. Like I like it, but also like, I wish I'd rather be able to cook than clean. <laughs> like. I mean, I think you have the like cooking in you. Like you definitely can, you know. Salmon and rice. The Emily Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so should we get into the next segment? Yeah. Panama syndrome. Did you have it? What is it? Did that define who you are? <laughs> I can definitely talk about the Hannah Montana syndrome. Okay, I literally, it's so fucking funny. I wrote this in my UC Berkeley apps and I think it, that's why I got in. But um, yeah, I literally, oh in one of my essays, I literally started with like, I felt like Hannah Montana living a double life. And I was like, I think that's why. The reader's like, they're well, so good. She was like, in for sure. Um, so Hannah, what I mean by the Hannah Montana syndrome is growing up in America while at home, you obviously have a completely different culture. It's like you have to switch who you are when you leave the house versus when you come back. And growing up in a predominantly white town, it's really, really hard for other people to understand like your family dynamic. So for example, like when I was young, a lot of the times my parents wouldn't let me sleep over someone else's house. Um, they wouldn't let me out like past 9 p.m. drinking alcohol. Like for me, like alcohol and like none of it was ever present in the house. So like I never got to see that. So, like studies like were the biggest um, like num like the top thing. You know what I mean? Like you have to study, you have to do this, like school, school, school over absolutely anything else. Like when I literally had my first job at Pinkberry, like my family wanted me to quit because that, they thought that was taking away time from me studying. So all of this, obviously growing up and then like I go to school and see all these kids like kind of living more of an independent lifestyle, obviously not as independent as now because we were all kids and our parents are still on our ass no matter what your culture is. But it just felt really like tough because I kept having to like switch and like whitewash myself a little bit when I was at school versus when I came home, fully spoke a different language, what I ate, all that stuff. Um, not to even mention like when I was in middle school, like my mom would like want to pack me like Persian food and I would genuinely get upset. I remember. Wait, can we talk about how traumatic that used to be? Like if you came to the lunch table with anything other than like a turkey sandwich, people would like roast you. <laughs> we both said a turkey sandwich like if you <laughs> show up to lunch with a turkey sandwich you're fucking weird like and it has to be in that brown paper bag the ziploc with like a cheese it packet or something the way that i literally got mad that my mom would buy me a lunch box i'm like i need a brown paper bag like, like dead ass <laughs> i'm like can you write my name on it too <laughs> like, can you please like, get ziploc bags and put like oranges in them thank you like literally what the fuck and then also so my mom like cooks per she used to cook Persian food like every day like she would have food ready when we got home which bless I know a lot of people like don't have that luxury but this bitch would start fucking cooking at seven in the motherfucking morning with garlic onions all the whole shebang and, like, 
let me tell you, our house stank like grilled onions. And me and my brother would literally like cry because we would drench ourselves in perfume, deodorant, all of it. And like, you still smell like grilled onions when you left the house. And it got to the point where me and my brother literally screamed at my mom. And we're like, can you stop? We're like, stop, stop cooking. We smell like shit. Like when we go to school, like all this bullshit. So I don't know. It's just like one of those things. It's just a culture. <laughs> I'm different. <laughs> so that's the Hannah Montana syndrome. It's literally just like feeling. Wait, so did you ever break out the full Persian course load at lunch? Or was it like a forbidden? I don't remember. And I don't think I did. But I just like know that she wanted to pack food from. Oh, actually, sometimes she would pack me like rice and chicken, but. That's, yeah, that's the Yeah, why are middle schoolers just, like, savage? Like, I'm like, can I eat the damn food? <laughs> it's ruthless. It's like, you look back at your middle school life, and you're just like, no wonder there's, like, a lot of suicide. Like, it's really yeah. fully central. Like, everyone's just trying to fit in. It's honestly so sad. The more you grow up, the more you're like, fuck Yeah, because it's funny, because, like, I feel like now, if that happened, like, I feel like people would be like, oh, damn, like, can I have some? Right? It's so funny. Like, good. <laughs> it's a complete 180 from high school and middle school where it's like people are actually interested in your culture and like want to try new things like everyone at my school like I would take all my friends to Persian food they were so excited to try it they wanted to learn about the culture I brought my white friends to like seize the bedar no ruse like all of this shit so as I grow older it's really nice to be surrounded by people who want to actually like learn more about your culture and appreciate it versus yeah. young like you you whitewash yourself to like as much as you can because you just want well, to fit in. Like, I also think that's maybe because like in middle school like other people were so ignorant and like I guess especially when you go to like a predominantly white middle school like people are like they're used to just that turkey sandwich you know like and they're like they just don't like the difference you know they're like I oh mean, a turkey sandwich like to be honest like I think Folsom's still like that like I feel like if I went to college like, I don't know how my experience would be going to Sac State versus where I went. Like, I went to UC Berkeley. It's like a melt, like people appreciate culture there. Whereas I think if I went to school still in Sacramento, like maybe I would have a different story. Like, yeah. maybe I wouldn't feel like as accepted as I did. That is true. And I also feel like Cal, like there's a little bit more of the international aspect where you do have like, you have international students coming from international places. You have like, people who aren't necessarily international students, but like you, like have parents, like first generation, like, you know. Exactly, exactly. So they have like that different aspect. And then you also have like the regular white people and then you have like other ethnicities too mixing in. So it's like, everyone's just like. It's just interesting. The white people at Cal, or at least the white people that I came into contact with at Cal were very, very open to trying new things, very culture, like appreciative versus like appropriated, you know? Whereas, like, I don't know if I could say the same thing about my hometown. Like, I feel like, I don't know. What do you, how do you feel about that, Brandon? Because I know we grew up in the same town. I feel like 100% they're not as, like, open. However, I feel like, in my case, because my, I didn't grow up with my dad in high school. So he was, he mm -hmm. lived somewhere else. And, like, it was mostly my mom. And my mom was American. Yeah. So I didn't necessarily have that experience where it was, like, like I didn't get Persian food for lunch, but also like I know what it felt like because my mom was very cultured in the sense. So she we would always get like different types of food. Like she just loved like Indian food, like all these different types of food. So I from an early age she like put me on to like these different types of food. So I like was never necessarily opposed to like 
other types of food. Like I'm always, my theory is I'm always down to try it unless it has mushrooms. I'm so sorry. <laughs> mushrooms are not my ish, but anything else? <laughs> anything else I, wait, what? Is mushrooms not your thing, Brandon? No, not really. <laughs> anything else, like I, there's other like stuff I don't necessarily like, but I can try it in food, but just mushrooms. I, yeah. Just mushrooms, I just, I'm not a huge fan of mushrooms. But anyway, yeah, like my mom is super cultured. She like has been to all these different places. She like loves Africa. So my mom's been to Africa and like Jamaica, obviously with my dad. So in that regard, like I feel like I grew up with very cultured mm -hmm. and still American. So I always had this love and appreciation for the Jamaican culture, especially, but even like learning and understanding other cultures. So like people would bring stuff and then like I felt bad like when people would like, other people would be like, oh, like, why is he or she making like Persian food? Like the whole room stinks. Mm -hmm. We don't need that. Like, oh damn, like kind smells good, but like, okay, like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wonder if like, I just, never mind. I was gonna say, I wonder if our generations are getting better, but like, honestly, there's still a lot of ignorant people out there. So it's honestly, I think. I think there's a difference between being ignorant and rude. Like, I think like, if you don't know what it is, like, especially like when it comes to like a cultural thing, you can always ask. I feel like in our friendship, like if I don't know something, like I'm always like, oh, what is that? Like, for example, when I came over to your house one of the first times, like you, I was like, oh, why is there always like nuts and like dried berries on the table? And you're like, that's just a Persian thing. Like we always have like the nuts and berries out for like people to graze over. And I was like, wait, that's kind of cool. So if you want a snack, you can just like eat it. And then obviously in my household, that's not a thing. So I was just, I was curious and you told me, like, I feel like that's more like, ignorant I didn't know so I asked but like I feel like ignorant and well I don't think like ignorant in a bad way I just didn't know like I, I didn't know that yeah but that, that's not ignorant I think that's just your like that's not ignorant you just didn't know about it but then you you ask questions and you learn about ignorant is like when someone doesn't care to like know more like it's just like I want to live my life my life is perfect I don't give a fuck about you or your culture I think that's ignorance like Okay, wait, that's actually so rude. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm not ignorant. <laughs> the whole idea of, like, ignorance is bliss is, like, the more you don't know, the more you don't care. Like, that, that's what, like, I think ignorant people out there, like, they don't care to find out more about you. Okay. If you're not white, if you're not white they don't go fuck. Like, whatever. I'm dead. They're like, not a turkey sandwich? Okay, thank you, next. <laughs> but, yeah, no, definitely you were not ignorant. You were curious. <laughs> Yeah, when I've always wanted to try the Persian food and then I met you <laughs> and anyway, we got kebabs <laughs> I will put everyone on kebabs also that's like one of my biggest like green flags in dating now it's like if you're not down to try Persian food don't talk to me like bye I'm yeah but also like I feel like nowadays like if you don't want to try sorry a little off topic but if you don't want to try other types of food what the fuck are we doing like I'm trying to try like I want to try all the types of food. Like I'm trying to eat. Like we're not just going to fucking Wendy's every day. Like can we go to Indian food, Persian food, Jamaican food, African food? Literally. But also, quick question: What is American food? Is that just like burgers? It's literally hot dogs and burgers. Like I think that's it. That's so crazy. Like so, when people like so in Germany, like when they go to like a American restaurant, it's like a hot dog. I think it's like steak and and like hot no it's like steak and burgers i think meat maybe i don't That's know so strange <laughs> what is what is american culture you know what i mean i'm so sorry but like american food doesn't okay there's some american food i feel like 
Black American food hits. Like if you go to like um, Soul Kitchen and stuff like that, like I feel like that hits. But like the basic American food, like sometimes I feel like it's not it. Like I feel like it's so basic. Where is, I really want to go to like Louisiana. Like their food there. Like, yeah. I just see stuff on TikTok that I'm like, oh my God, that food looks so fire. Like I need to try that. Um, something Brandon that I know, like I lived through, I, I don't think you lived through, but I think it's like worth mentioning. Um, so personally, like growing up in an immigrant household, I don't know if you ever felt the pressure to like literally be on your best behavior in the sense that like, I always felt like I had to prove like, okay, my parents would always, they'll do anything to remind you of like, what like what they went through to get here so they want you to be the very very best top of your class they want you to have like the best job in the world make the most money because they like literally sacrificed their life to come to America so I always felt this like huge huge pressure on me in order to like perform and like be the very very best and like that's just really difficult like obviously like I did I was in all these great schools like or classes I went to good schools and all that but like when it came down to like what I studied I even felt like I had to like like I remember I did hella science classes AP science classes because my parents wanted me to be a doctor I realized really quickly I suck at science this is not it (laughs) and then I really liked math so I went into math and then my parents immediately think math equals engineering no ma'am I didn't like engineering math I just liked doing math I once we got to calculus and all that shit I was like I'm out I tapped out I did computer courses because my parents really wanted me to be like a computer fucking scientist tapped out real quick and I realized like the biggest thing that I was like really really good at and like was consistent at was anything that had to do like creative as well as like leadership and communication so like when it came to leading a team, when it came to like creating a, like a business idea, like shit like that and how to like advertise it. That's where like, I really saw myself shine. And so I wanted to study business. And I remember that was like, literally all, like all hell broke loose within my household because, okay, this is really odd. And I think this is literally just my family. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent, but like, I personally know a lot of other Persian people whose family actually wants them to study business. Because when you think of a Persian person, nine times out of 10, they're an entrepreneur. Yeah. Right. Like, also that's weird too. Cause I feel like business is such a broad degree. Like even if you, even if you, let's say you didn't want to go to marketing, like you could go any route you want in business. Like you could oversee the engineers, the computer yeah. scientists, like you could, business is so broad. I agree. And I think my parents didn't know that because I think the part of town that they grew up in, in Iran was like their entire family is built off built doctors and engineers. Like, there's not one other person in my family that hasn't, like, no one else in my family has studied anything besides that, except for my cousin who moved to America and she studied art. So everyone else in my family is is literally doctor or engineer. So I think for me, like, my parents had this huge, huge pressure for me to be like them. Whereas, like, I know a lot of my friends who lived in LA and grew up around the OC area that their parents wanted them to do business, wanted them to be entrepreneurs, taught them how to be entrepreneurs from a young age. So it's just very interesting. Like, I don't know if any other Persians that are listening to this, like, feel the same way. But like, for me in specific, I still feel like I studied something great. But in my specific household, it didn't feel like I was doing it. It felt like I was literally like a disappointment. (laughs) So 
I still have that pressure. That's the fucking problem. I still have pressure to like make the most money and like whatever. So that's something that definitely like haunts you as an immigrant child. It's like you're constantly trying to prove your parents worth. Like you're trying to prove to them like what you're doing is right. And like you care, like all that bullshit. Whereas I know a lot of my friends who like grew up here, aka you, Brandon, and like a a lot of my other white friends that their parents were always going to be supportive no matter what they did. Like they were just like, do whatever makes you happy. I'm going to be here and support you. Whereas I didn't have that luxury. My parents were always like, no, you're, you have to do this. And if you don't, you're a disappointment. That's so horrible. It is. I mean, I think that's like an immigrant. Like I know a lot of my like Persian friends feel the same exact way. Like I feel like they feel this like type of pressure on them and a lot of them go ahead and study what their parents want them to study and then end up hating their lives <laughs> and like maybe eventually I also think it could be like um just like in different types of immigrants because I feel like the pressure your parents put on you is so high whereas like the pressure my dad specifically puts on me is like very low like I feel like in my case the my community it's basically like oh like he's not in jail like he's not doing drugs so like that's good you know like mm. that's like it's it, like our standards are lower so like very interesting so like as long as I like I wasn't doing anything bad I was going on the right path you know like I I was going to school which was good like I went to college which was like amazing like I I did like the right things you know so like I feel like in that regard my dad specifically don't have anything to say because like I have other cousins who like didn't go to college like are pregnant and like doing all this and like literally my same age but like I was always the one who was like oh going to college and stuff so like yeah I think we the standards are just different between like the two communities um do you think that's a Jamaican thing or do you think that was like the community that your dad like lived in when he moved from Jamaica here? Well, the community in Jamaica were like, it was a poorer community. Like it was like very much working class, but in Jamaica working class is like, it's not the same working class as like America. So it was like a poor working class. Okay, I see. So like his dad obviously had a job and his mom, I think his mom was a stay at home mom, but like all the kids like had to help out with the house. Mm-hmm. And so when he moved here, he obviously worked. And I don't, I don't really know the whole story, but like my dad, I want to say he went to college and got like an AA mm-hmm. and then started working for Honeywell, like I said. But I think that like, it's just very low standards. So like, if you do that, you're like, oh, wow, like that's good. Like he's not like doing other bad things, you know, like, whereas in your community, I feel like it's if, you, if you're not like president by 14. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're literally not Barack Obama by age 15 you're out of the house literally (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy though like the different like we're both immigrant kids but we have such different like our parents had such different standards for us which is like yeah wow damn I um wow (laughs) I'm like shit but I mean overall like I think having I honestly like I'm not gonna lie I think and I'm sure you probably feel the same exact way like I I loved growing up in an immigrant family now that I'm older and look back obviously hindsight is 2020 but like I think that pushed me to be where I am today like if I didn't have my parents so up on my ass about like school 
and feel that pressure of performing, I wouldn't have gone to like this great school and study with these amazing people and like always want to be better. And I think for you, Brandon, I don't want to take words out of your mouth. You can definitely correct me, but I think you had a pressure of doing better than the previous, like your previous members. You wanted to outperform them and like wanted to prove your worth too. But you can definitely correct me if I'm wrong. Wait, prove my worth to who? Like you, like because of your family's past or like your, like what they're used to, you wanted to show that you were different, that you can succeed. Oh, 100%. And I feel like my experience was like, a little different because again my mom was American so like she like she had already been down the route like so she already like knows the game especially when it comes to like education and I think like my dad didn't necessarily know that game as much like so like it was also like my mom pushing me and then like my dad was just there but I think overall that I am happy that like I kind of grew up in an immigrant household sort of because I think it taught me how to be like compassionate in a sense and like more aware of just like things and like shit not to say and shit you say um I think that I or I wish I definitely appreciated it more when I was like growing up because like now there's certain aspects I'm like damn like I really wish I knew how to make this like my favorite Jamaican dish and I'm like well I don't so I'll have to like buy it or something but it would be cool like if I ever have like kids or like a partner or whatever I'm like oh like I could chef this up for you this is what like my favorite Jamaican dish and like I could make it but like I can't mm-hmm. and not to say that it's too late to learn I always could learn but like that's just still on my bucket list well that's so funny that you say that because like me growing up in a Persian household I obviously spoke uh Farsi like growing up and that's like a big deal for me now like when I was younger I obviously didn't appreciate the culture and the language as much as I do now and now it's like the best thing knowing a second language because you can literally talk shit <laughs> in a different language <laughs> and it just diversifies you without you even really trying so like one of my key pillars like moving forward when I have a, like a child and a family is like I want my kid to be like bi or trilingual like I no but no if ands or buts like that kid has to speak multiple languages so that's something like I love I, I feel like I wouldn't have had that appreciation for a different language if I didn't grow up in a family that spoke a different language. (laughs) (laughs) No, I agree. That's like 100%. Because I like, now looking back, I'm like, damn, I can barely speak English. I wish I spoke a different language. No, and I know a lot of my friends like that grow up and don't speak a different language always regret it. Like they're always like, I wish I took the time. Like, I know a lot of Persian people who don't speak Farsi and they're always like, I wish I made my dad teach me Farsi. Like, yeah. and that is one thing I will for, I like don't even care what race my my husband is. You can be white, Mexican, Indian, whatever the fuck you want to be. But our kids are speaking Farsi. No ifs, ands, or buts. <laughs> they're going to Farsi school every Sunday like I did. I'm dead. Yes, you're like Sunday at 9 a.m. You're going to school. <laughs> like, uh, but, um, I think what was our next like thing? Let's see. Oh, oh, like visiting. Did you ever visit Jamaica? Yeah. So Jamaica, like visiting Jamaica was crazy because like, I don't know if you had the same experience, but whenever I, or the one time I visited, everyone thought I was rich and they could always tell oh that God. I was more American Jamaican mm-hmm. or American than Jamaican because of my accent. So Jamaicans obviously have like a really thick accent. And when you go there, it's the thickest you can't even understand it or at least I couldn't like you really like I always have to be like 
<laughs> like, because they would speak it so fast, and I'm like, can we slow it down a little bit? Wait, so they could always tell with that regard, because like Jamaican accent, it's essentially broken English. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. It's just, have- like speaking Jamaican is it's broken English. It's not like a different language. Yes, correct, and it's like a slang. So it's basically like, oh, dead ass, dead ass, like yee yee, and like, but it's every word. Like they have like their own slang. Uh-huh. That, they, that only Jamaicans understand and like now I kind of understand it from my dad mm-hmm. but even sometimes my dad says shit and I don't know what the fuck he's saying so like <laughs> so like I went to Jamaica and everyone knew I was American and then I will never forget this I like opened up my mouth to talk to meet my family and ever like the whole car was shook because I had braces they were oh. like they're like what's that in your mouth like, oh it's my braces and they literally had never seen braces before and I was like oh yeah and like they, that, they were like whoa they had only seen it on tv but they never saw it like on someone so it was such like a culture shock and then, of course they were like so interested in me because they were like wow like they thought I was rich because I had a phone oh wow like, wow like you it was an iphone too like at the time I when I was 16 so it was like my first iphone they're like wow like that's so cool like you have all this stuff like da 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 and I was like yeah like obviously I didn't like obviously I'm not rich but like I guess like it really puts it in perspective because it was interesting to see that like they thought I was rich but like in reality like I was just regular like back home so like they were like wow like that's so cool and I was like yeah and I think overall my trip was great to Jamaica except for that aspect and then like people always like would ask us for money like my mom and I but luckily my dad was there and he like was the mediator because like he would give them the Jamaican one too and then he'd be like okay yeah and I always like it's fun to see like a tourist country from the like resident side because like my dad was saying like how like a lot of the people who live in Jamaica they work for the tourism industry so like when COVID happened that like it was a big hit on them like rough because like a good portion of people are like working in the resorts like working for like excursions and stuff like that that's like how they make their money and stuff not everyone but like a good portion of people so yeah and then what else and then it was also late going with my dad too because he obviously is a Jamaican citizen so we got like the Jamaican prices which is like (laughs) a little bit cheaper than like if you were paying as an American because Jamaicans let me figure out how to explain this Jamaicans don't make as much so that like in Jamaica they can't charge as much if that makes sense oh, I but- think a milk in, ja- in Jamaican dollars is always going to be way cheaper than American dollars oh so it's like weaker yes yeah okay yeah that makes sense yeah um do is in all of like Jamaican shops I forgot what the word is like haggling is that what it's called where you like negotiate it depends on where it is. You could go to like this thing, which is kind of like their farmer's market where okay, everyone so, like, yeah. sells and that's where you could do it. Okay, same. And, but like, they also have like regular, like not, not like a safe way, but like they have more like liquor store types vibes on like every block, but the liquor store sells like everything. So it's like a grocery store, but they call it like a liquor store bar. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And it's funny because I think my dad was telling me how like in Jamaica, you can like, be any age to buy alcohol he's like they don't really care like because you could be buying it for your parents and I was like wait dead ass like so a 10 year old could go get like a beer and he's like yeah like 
<laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like just foreign country things. Like, I feel like that's yeah. very, yeah, normal. That's so funny. Uh, in, in Iran, when I visit, like, everyone's like, you're American, like, you're from America. Like, they say, oh my God, from America. Like, it's just so funny. Um, but some people will treat you worse if you're from America and Iran because Iran and America have never gotten along. So it really just depends. Question When you go back to Iran and you have like an and you speak Farsi, do you have an accent in Farsi? Oh, yeah, no, my, my Farsi is so fucked. Like, I, even I was like on the phone with my grandma last night and like literally they were like, wow, your Farsi got really terrible. Like, they were like, since the last time we saw you, like, it's bad. You're like, um, oh because I, I forget a lot of the words and I, I speak really bad like Finglish so I like will trickle in English letters or words and so like when I go to Iran and I haven't been to Iran in like seven years which is kind of bad because I need to like practice my Farsi um but yeah I definitely have a strong accent when I go to Iran everyone like knows immediately that I'm from America you're like tee I'm like hee so yeah um, but yeah, that, what else? Like, I don't know, being, I, I think being a child of an Im- like immigrant family brings its ups and downs. You definitely feel like Hannah Montana sometimes, but it instills a lot of like hard work in you and like drive, passion and drive. I feel like you're always, you see where your parents came from and like what they did to provide the life that they have for you. So you try really, really hard to like do the same for your kids and also like kind of repay your parents at the same time exactly yeah not us reflecting gotta go tell my parents i love them (laughs) (laughs) we're like so on this episode of international girls (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh should we call it that international girls with a g or you i'm so sorry (laughs) like a y no g-u-r-l-s oh do we want to talk about internet? Like, oh, okay, that's kind of cute. I like that. Well, we did talk about that. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you for tuning into this episode of Private Story. Yes. We'll be back and better than ever next week. Yes, please um, share this pod with all your friends. And yeah. And don't forget Private Story Mondays. Yes. See you then. Or see you next week. Am I okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Are you? (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.